What is up, everyone? It's November the 22nd. Boys, we are back. The big rigs are back. Pete, Dean, and I. Uh, boys, we're officially not a one-and-done podcast. Um, we're episode two. How are we feeling? I didn't think we'd make it to episode number two. Hell, I wasn't even sure we were going to make it to episode number one. But, you know, we talked about it so much over the weekend that, you know, we basically signed ourselves up for, the like, a full season at this point. So Happy to be back. Happy to be back. Glad we got some some good feedback on our our choppy episode one. So we're uh, we're focused on you guys hearing us this week. That's going to be our number one focus. Yeah. Well said, Piat. We're committed to the listeners. Um, yeah, if you made it through episode one, there's probably three of you probably on the way back from a wedding this past weekend. Shout out Kelly and Mike. Um, we appreciate it. Um, it was really bad. Hopefully, um, you can hear us. But um, yeah, the big rigs are back. We're excited. Big last weekend in sports. Um, Dean, what was the best thing you saw this weekend? A lot to talk about college football, NFL. Uh, we got the World Cup going on. Dean, what do you what do you got for the listeners? So my big takeaway was over in the Pac-12. I had a bad feeling that we were going to see the Pac-12 just eat itself with these USC and UCLA and then the Oregon-Utah games. But both Oregon and USC, as I predicted, managed to hold serve. USC picked up a big win at UCLA. Oregon picked up a big win at Utah. So they're both in the driver's seat headed towards a possible matchup in the Pac-12 championship. Just need to survive again next week. But that was my big takeaway from the weekend on a weekend where we saw Tennessee go from just having two cupcakes to close the year and, you know, getting blown out at South Carolina. It was good to see a couple of teams like USC and Oregon hold serve. That's good. Yeah. Pack 12, pack 12 after dark. Definitely the repeat. Um, I know we'll get to the Jets pass game in a second, but besides that, what, uh, what was the best thing you saw? Best thing I saw this weekend was Michigan and Ohio state staying undefeated. Both mm-hmm. teams didn't look very good against horrible competition, but they figured out a way. I'm excited for this weekend's game. I uh, I wanted to see two 11-0 teams go at it and, and see who comes out on top. So I was rooting for both teams to win last week. So I would say that's the best thing I saw this weekend, two teams that should have won winning. That's good. Pete, do you think the Big Ten's overrated? I think the top of the Big Ten's really strong. Top-heavy. So, Okay. Take it for what it's worth. I, I, once USC is in the Big Ten, it's not overrated. <laughs> that's a good point. Big Ten um, West is going to be tough. That's a good point. Um, boys, the best thing I saw this weekend is that uh, the SEC is pretty unpredictable. Um, Georgia, I would say, struggled with Kentucky. Um Obviously, we saw South Carolina beat the doors off Tennessee. Uh, Ole Miss lost convincingly to Arkansas. Just an absolute uh, kind of a bloodbath in the SEC. Um, Vandy beat Florida. Vandy beat Florida. Yeah. 
I don't know. I go back and forth about – I think the SEC is good. I still think Tennessee is a good team. South Carolina, I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. They're a really, really bad team, I thought. Spencer uh, Rattler. Spencer Rattler had a really a career game. I think he peaked. He had, like, what, like six touchdowns. Stadium ran out of fireworks. Um, a big day. Big day for Rattler and Beamer Ball, for sure. Um, boys, let's move on. NFL. Uh, again, a big, big weekend in the NFL. We kicked it off Thursday night. Titans Packers, which you both correctly predicted. I was wrong about that. They were definitely a cold weather team, and the Packers are just not a good football team this week. Um, this, boys, week. this week. <laughs> they were not a good football team this week. Uh, I don't know. I thought they had their mojo back, back in Lambeau, but I don't know. I don't know. I was wrong. Hand up. I was wrong. Probably won't, the, probably won't be the last time I say this on this podcast. I think you're right about that. I agree. <laughs> I got a question before we jump in. Is the NFC North just a bunch of uh, is a bunch of frauds? Vikings got their nuts yeah. kicked. The Packers can't beat anybody. I guess the Lions showed up versus the Giants, but they stink. Their defense stinks. And the Chicago Bears, the Bears, Bears lose again. Are the Bears the like? I'm I'm biting my tongue because I know this is a big Chicago land listening podcast, but I don't know about the Bears. I think Justin Fields is a good football player, but I don't know. I mean, he had what 18 carries for 85 yards and a touchdown, rushing, uh, 153 in the air. Um, I don't know. I don't know, boys. I go back and forth on the Bears. You know who they have this weekend, right? Uh, I do know who they have this weekend. They have... Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> oh, yeah. They played the Jets. The Jets. <laughs> yeah. right, was I lagging? I was saying Jets. Uh, yeah, yeah. Must have been your audio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they got the Jets at MetLife. Jets are four and a half favorites. That's going to be a bad... That's going to be a literally... Like I, my eyes do not want to watch that game. But nobody knows who's going to be quarterbacking in that game because Fields is the banged up shoulder. He might not play. Yeah, Fields is banged up. No one knows what's going on for the Jets. Besides, I mean, maybe Pete knows what's going on. You can tell us later. We get out. Let's hold off. Let's get back. Let's hold off till we get in that dumpster fire, Uh, boys. (laughs) What What else did you see uh, NFL wise? What stood out? I'd say, fuck. We've talked about this before. Is the the Chiefs just close games? You just you know what's going to happen, and and it happened again on on Sunday mm-hmm. night against the Chargers. You know, Chargers go ahead late. There's like 80 seconds left, and you're just like, we we've seen this one before. Like, seen it a hundred times, Kelsey. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, they just go right down the field, score like damn near like just a, a minute, just make it look easy and. It's just wild, man. It, it reminds me of like the old, old like the Brady Patriots teams or the Manning Colts teams, mm-hmm. where just when they need a when they need a score, you just you you know what's going to happen. And it yeah, it happened again. The, the Chargers, you know, they're a good team. The Chiefs run that division. I, I think I think we just confirmed that Patrick Mahomes, just like Brady, back in the day, can have anyone around him, and he's going to. He's gonna win games, right? Yeah. Cole Hardman mm-hmm. out. Juju Smith Schuster out. Clyde Edwards Hilaire out or not doing anything. I mean, yeah. you got a bunch of no names around him besides Travis Kelsey. And 
they're scoring 30 points. So, yep. um, you know, they lose Tyreek last year. I, I just don't think it matters. Like, yep. they're going to be just fine with whoever they put around as long as they're good enough to catch a ball because Pat Mahomes is going to put it right in their bread basket all day. So, yeah. Um, but I, I would say overall on the weekend, um, I mean, I, I bet the Vikings pretty hard. I mean, they're frauds. I, I thought, hey, you know, everyone's underestimating this team. They keep winning. They they find ways to win. They got a good running great game, great receivers, and uh, yeah, they showed up flat. I would say that. And then on the on the flip side of that, I would say the Cowboys are for real. Um, and I'm not just sitting here overreaction Monday or Tuesday, whatever day it is. But it's Tuesday. I know that, but I just think that division could potentially be won by the Cowboys. I know everyone's on the Eagles train, but Cowboys looked very good last week, and they're just going to keep getting stronger um, since Dak got back, Zeke's healthy again. You know, I I just – I think they're I think they're underrated. It's hard to say that, but I think yeah. they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cowboys have the Giants on Thanksgiving. Then they have the Colts. I mean, a really favorable schedule. Colts, Texans, Jags. Eagles, that'd be a big game on Christmas Eve. Titans, Commanders. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they lose one or maybe one of those. But yeah, yeah I can see them definitely one of the division. So, I got, yeah, I don't know. Vikings got a lot of luck these last couple of games in Buffalo. I mean, Cousins was, he was like 12 for 23 with 105 yards. So, pretty bad. Um, no need to ice him up um, this week on the plane ride home. So, I, I got. One more uh, observation from this weekend. Go for it. We're all NFC observations, but the San Francisco 49ers are a wagon. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if you don't, if you didn't watch that team last night and you don't think they're going to win the NFC, I don't know what team you're watching because with Debo, Kittle, C Mac, I mean, it is Brandon Ayuk. Just gets get to talk about it all. He's probably a number one receiver on half the teams in the NFL. I mean, as long as Jimmy D doesn't turn the ball over, I don't see who beats them in the NFC. Great yeah. defense, too. Does this remind you of like the same team as kind of last year? Like they're rolling similar, beat the Cowboys, went into Green Bay, obviously. I mean, this team could easily, I mean, it could be another Cowboys. Niners for the division or for the, uh, for the conference. Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy G's 20, 20 for 29, 228, four touchdowns. I mean, they're playing really, really well. Yeah, I agree with you. So, I mean, what do you do? What do you do with what? Let's move ahead. What do you put your GM hat on? What do you, what do you do with Jimmy G? I mean, I still think you have to, I, I still think, I mean, you invested all that in Trey Lance and I think the core of their team is running the football and playing defense. And Jimmy G's been good for them, and he's he's doing doing his job. But even last night, it's like he, they've got Kittle, Ayuk, Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Eli Mitchell on offense. Like, you know, I think Lance would add another dimension for them that they that they don't have. And it's just like it takes some serious stones to bend, like to to leave him sitting, just with how much you've invested in him. It's like he's. You know, I, th- I think they have to go back to him next year, but okay. I don't know. We'll see. I will. We'll see. Like if Jimmy G, like 
I think that the hypo interesting hypothetical is if they win the Super Bowl with Jimmy G, do you are you then going going? I mean, what if they the go to the Super Bowl? And the, I mean, like I don't know. Pete's shaking his head. Pete, what do you got? Yeah, that uh, Trey Lance's career is over in San Francisco. <laughs> I love this. Let's, we need more hot takes. Yeah. The listeners are listening for hot takes. How do you bring? I, I mean, assuming Jimmy G doesn't totally shit the bed the rest of the year, and they make a deep playoff run, which I think they will with how they're set up. I just don't. I just don't know how you go back to the well and say Jimmy G is my backup quarterback again. Um, sure, he's not, you know, slinging the ball like Aaron Rodgers or in his prime or Pat Mahomes or whatnot. But the guy is efficient. He doesn't throw a lot of incompletions. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot, and he's got the weapons around him to succeed. So. He's proven it year over year. He's already been to a Super Bowl. He's going to lead them deep in a playoff run this year. Granted, they've got a ton of weapons, but I just don't know how you go back and say to your team in the locker room, this guy goes deep into the playoffs, that you're going to start Trey Lance, who didn't look good. It would be one thing if Trey Lance looked great before he got hurt, but he didn't, right? I think the locker room is bought in on Jimmy G. I think the only person that Jimmy G has to convince is Kyle Shanahan. And... If he brings him deep in the playoffs, I think it that convincing will be done. So, yeah, I think that was I think that was well said. Yeah, I, I mean I don't know. He's a game manager; he doesn't turn the ball over. I I, I think that's a that's a good take. Uh, Any he, he looks he's a good guy. I mean, yeah. there's like Jimmy G favor all over San Francisco. I don't know. So, um, did you did you guys see the intro to to Monday Night Football last night? I did not. I did. Like Bulls game. Yeah. electric. Yeah. Yep. Pretty they electric. Pretty electric. Mexico City. They know. They know how to. That looked like put on a, a show. Fun place to be. Yeah, that looked like a really, really fun place to be. I think that was cool. So, um, yeah, rounding out. Um, I think it's probably time to open the discussion, open the floor to the team in New York. First off, that was a really bad game. I was on a flight coming back and it was lagging really bad worse than our audio last week and it, it was it was probably a good thing because that was like the most ugly game um really I've, I've seen in a long time two really bad offenses two pretty good defenses um but the jets are six and four have a chance to win the division and there's an absolute chaos in the locker room. Um, Zach Wilson, everyone kind of probably saw the quotes. He was 9 for 22 with 77 yards. He was their leading rusher with three carries for 20. I mean, Pete, I'll let I'll let you start. Um, what's going on? What's going on? I'm less concerned about Zach Wilson, the player, as I am about Zach Wilson in the locker room. I think – He's shown his bright spots. He needs to be more accurate, 100%. I mean, he overthrew people left and right. That game was a barn burner. Coming off last week against the Bills, everyone's like, he's making steps in the right direction, right? Like, NFL is such a week-to-week -week league. Vikings come off this high against the Bills and then get their doors blown off versus the Cowboys, right? It's Are the Vikings a bad team now? Maybe. I don't know. But is Zach Wilson all of a sudden a bad quarterback? Maybe. I don't know. It's just like next week he could – you know, go 19 for 26 for 220 yards. He's been yards. bad the whole season. He hasn't been great, but he hasn't. he's been fine. He's had two bad games, and they're both against the Patriots. So 
he, he's been a game manager and he's been he's been okay all season i wouldn't say i look at him as the long-term answer right now but i want to for my opinion he plays out the rest of the season you got to give the guy a shot to play out the rest of the season if he can't come around and show some sort of sustained growth then you move on next year but like i said in the beginning of this my concern is less about the play and the growth in his play as far as that goes, but it's it's more about the personality in the locker room, right? Like you can tell he's losing the locker room. So if they do make a move, they do make a move, whether it's this coming week or the week after, it's going to be because Zach Wilson lost the locker room, right? Those comments unacceptable by any player, but especially the quarterback, right? You saw Hardy, the guy who got blocked in the back at the end of that play in the locker room, say, "Is my fault." He had nothing to do with it, right? He took responsibility for the loss. You saw the kicker step up and say, hey, my fault. I shouldn't have punted it, or the punter. Shouldn't have punted it directly to him. Should have punted it out of bounds. Everyone's taking responsibility. And when they asked Zach Wilson, he didn't take responsibility, right? So I think just as an athlete, you take responsibility whether you are in the wrong or not. But in the, as a quarterback, you definitely take responsibility, um, whether you're the one or the reason you lost or not. So... It's an issue. Um, you saw Garrett Wilson. You saw Denzel Mims. You hear the chirping throughout all the sports talk radio about you know the locker room having some some issues as far as Zach Wilson goes. So we'll see. We'll see. I think he's got to step up to his team this week. Say, hey guys, this is on me. I made the wrong comments to the media. He's got to do some self reflecting, look in the mirror, and. Uh, try to win that locker room back over. But I think if I'm the coaching staff, you you ride Zach Wilson the rest of the year, see where it goes. No one expected us to be six and four. We still have hope for playoff berth. So I think we go aim for that, but you got to see what you got. You can't go into next year with a question mark on if Zach Wilson's your quarterback. He either is or he isn't. Mac Jones, 23 for 28. I mean, a lot of talk about Mac Jones not being – I mean, or 23 for 27. We'll take it. Pats are 6-4. and four, Jets are 6-4. and four. That division is absolutely wide open. I mean, Mac Jones scored three points last Sunday too. It's like – I mean, 23 to 27 is great, but three points. Like, Yeah. I mean, that's it, it, not great. Yeah. But I'll say this about, about Zach Wilson, because the Colts had a similar deal with Carson Wentz last year where taking responsibility after games was not really his thing. He was a big, like, we need to be better and all this. And and it'd be after a game where, you know, he threw a late interception, whatever that cost him the game. And, you know, players in the locker room liked Carson Wentz for whatever reason, at least the ones that, you know, that he was throwing to all, all the time. but. You know, that just that wears thin after a while when, you know, you're not taking responsibility for things. And it falls back to like you, your performance. If your performance isn't cutting it, then and you're not, you know, taking credit or you're not taking responsibility for playing poorly. Eventually, that starts to wear on guys in the locker room. And I think at this point for Zach, he's just going to have to, he's going to play better. That's like, I think he's when, you know, your, your teammates are less willing to give you kind of that, like that extra time to figure things out if you're essentially throwing them under the bus 
a little bit. So I think, yeah, I'm not sure that I would let him. The Jets are in an interesting spot where, like you said, they have a chance at the playoffs. Like they are right there in that division. That division's tough. I mean, you have, I think the Bills and Dolphins are both at seven wins and the Pats and Jets are at six. Like the Jets, like they get some decent quarterback play. They've got the players to, to you know, find a way to win that division or at least make the playoffs. Um, and I think Wilson's, he's got to show you some more here soon. Otherwise, I think you have to consider making a change because the rest of that roster is good enough to get the job done. Like guys like Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims, uh, like they have James Robinson now at running back, like, and then they have a good defense. They have the pieces, you know, to, to make some stuff happen. And like they haven't really been winning because of Zach Wilson's play. They've kind of, it feels like they've kind of almost been winning, kind of just not in spite of it, but it doesn't feel like he's been a driving factor in it. So I almost look at it as like, you know, you have an opportunity to make the playoffs. The Jets haven't made the playoffs in how many years? Like, Eleven. Yeah. So it's like I, I would hate to squander that opportunity just to try to try to force Zach Wilson in there if he's if he doesn't start showing some signs. I I got a question though. Are the Jets winning the Super Bowl? No. No. Dean? Probably not. I wouldn't bet on them to win it. But what, what, and there's what, like five better teams in the AFC. Would you have bet on the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC last year? Part of it's just making it. I get that. I'm just saying, if if you're the coach and the GM, I don't think you want to go into next season with the question mark of we got to give Zach another chance. Like I think you just ride him the last seven games, see what happens. He's either going to be the guy or not. But you go in the offseason knowing because you change you change the quarterback now. There's still going to be all these people out there saying. You got to give Zach another chance. Year three, on a whole other offseason with the same offensive coordinators. You know, the line's yeah. going to be healthier next year because we got all these injuries on the line. Better camaraderie with the receivers. Like, I don't want that question. Ride it out. If you miss the playoffs, you miss the playoffs. Of course, I want to make them go for a run. But the reality is, this team's probably not good enough to win a Super Bowl unless Zach Wilson miraculously becomes Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes, which I don't think is going to happen. So, I, I think they'll end up doing what I just said just to get their answers and then make a decision from there. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, side note, Zach Wilson through 20 starts has very similar, almost identical stats to another first-round draft pick. Uh, both are 6-2 and two yards attempt, 15 for 13 inter TD to interception ratio, passer rating. 70.6 uh the other quarterback Jamarcus Russell so nice. some of the you know not apples to apples but Wilson probably <laughs> more upside but hey I mean you know stats don't lie so all right yeah. I think we I think we hit an NFL pretty good let's move on to college uh again we, we covered that a little bit in the intro uh I'll start out real quick I mean I have to everyone knows that I went to University, a great university. <laughs> I mean, I, that, was, that was separate sentence. That wasn't – obviously, I know it's Purdue University. Do you? Great university of Purdue. Anyway. Um, we you were lagging. Your audio yeah. was lagging. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Dean. Uh, we have a chance, a small chance to go for the first time and probably the last time and our only hope to go to Indianapolis to represent the Big Ten West and the Big Ten Championship. It's looking slim. We needed Iowa – to lose against Minnesota, uh, but of course they didn't. Uh, Minnesota 
I played them in literally every aspect of the game. Purdue barely beat a bad Northwestern team. So I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing that we're not going to go to the Big Ten West so we don't get absolutely crushed by Michigan or Ohio State. But um, I don't know, boys, I'm sad. Once UCLA, USC come in to join the family, I think it's uh, it's very unlikely that we'll ever come out of that any division with the realignment. But I don't know. I was sad on Saturday. Um, I was kind of sad at the wedding that, you know, the, the 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 small hope we had of you know going to Indy and you know kind of just being there um, is not going to become a reality. So, but I don't know. As a Purdue fan, I don't know. I think it is what it is, and expectations maybe got a little high. But uh, Dean, fellow Boilermaker, what's your take? Yeah, so it was excruciating sitting there at the dinner table with the ESPN app open watching Minnesota drive down the field not once but twice and fumble inside the 10 and then interception just outside field goal range like like it doesn't get like I thought that was the I thought that was Purdue at that point I thought I was watching the Purdue game like just (laughs) and it that's just that's just classic Purdue like we get so yeah like literally like everything's looking great everything's lining up for us and then something like that happens and of course yeah minnesota you know chokes away that opportunity against iowa but here's the the thing is is we very well could lose next week to iu after like iowa loses to nebraska or whatever on friday like the worst possible scenario in my head is yeah iowa plays yeah so we'll very well know our destiny yeah and just oh my gosh that's what i was saying i said Minnesota's gonna beat Iowa, and then we'll lose to to IU. Yeah, it's, you guys, you guys really want to see Purdue versus Ohio State or Michigan? Pete, it's like let me ask you. It's comparable to like you going to the AFC Championship. No, it's not because like the Kansas, goal is on, the, see, Pete, it's about you, the Jets, going into Arrowhead, knowing you're like thirty point dogs. Would you still go? So it's not apples to apples because if I'm going, but you can still compare them. Arrowhead as a 30 point dog, the end goal is the Super Bowl. When you go to play Ohio State, Michigan, let me finish, dude. (laughs) When you go play Ohio State, Michigan in the Big Ten championship game, the end goal is what? Like the The Rose Bowl. If we win the Rose Bowl, Bowl. you're not going to the Rose Bowl because you're not winning. (laughs) Wait, so it goes back to your original question. Would you still want to go? Yeah. I would just smile and be happy. The I wouldn't even go blindfolded. Dude, I don't even need to like. It's like it's all irrelevant now. If you're not in the college football playoff, who cares? No, that's a bad take. I think it's a bad take. It's a, not a bad take. You guys <laughs> yeah. celebrated like you won the Super Bowl when you won the Music City Bowl last year. I mean, Purdue, Purdue celebrated like, the last year. The Rose Bowl. Like winning. But then, then the, what's the point of like watching any sports? Like, oh, if you're not in like the final, you know. Because every other sport has a path to a championship besides college football. Not the Jets. Not the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> At least Pete's consistent. He just got done telling us about how since the Jets aren't going to win the Super Bowl, there's no point to them trying to make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like it's, it's a bunch of consolation prizes in college football unless you're in the top four. Now, now when when they do the, the new 12-team or whatever, 8- or 12-team they're end up doing, Different story. Are they going to take all the, you know, champions of the the major five, con- the uh, big five conferences? Like, I don't know how they're going to tee it up, but 
if that's the case, then like, yeah, let's play ball. Totally worth it. But hey, we still celebrate a lost Rose Bowl in 2001. We still wear jerseys every couple of years commemorating the 2001 Rose Bowl team that it, we it lost. Is that's sad. No, it's sad. That's the state of Peru athletics. And, and honestly, think- going to going to Indy, it'd be a huge turnout. Obviously, given you know the the closeness of Purdue, but it'd be a big deal. We've never been, and we'll probably never go. I, I, yeah, I I just think we can all agree that Purdue is not a football school. Yeah, we're an engineering school. Yeah. <laughs> we're an engineering school. Yeah, and we're yeah, yeah. we're not never, a basketball. Never school. was, never will be. We're yeah. not a volleyball school. I would say you're closer to a basketball school than a football school. Pete, we have more heartbreak losses in basketball than we do football by a mile. At least yeah. you're in contention in basketball every year, though. But you just said if, it, if we don't win, it doesn't matter. Which one I'm, is it? I'm saying you can make it to the dance, though. You're not going really to make it to the dance in football because you're never going to be a top four team. Pete, if we go to like the Citrus Bowl or the, what, the Outback Bowl, that's making it to the dance for us. Well, New Year's six. Set the bar higher, dude. Hey, we've been trying. Listeners. Tell it to the listeners. No, Pete, yeah, Pete's, Pete, you're saying a lot of a lot of a lot of facts here that some yeah. of the I, mean, some, I think we all I think we all are on the same celebrating page. at work if I was like the top twenty at my job. So yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I I unequivocally agree with you. But sometimes there's a little part of me that just like wants to see my team play on, you know. In a, you know, in a championship game. So anyway, I don't know. I think we're we're spiraling. It's a bowl game. Yeah, another game, another consolation game. I think a lot of people disagree, but I agree with you. Um, TCU won. I, I that was kind of my lock of the week. I was telling everyone and their brother at the wedding that TCU would cover two. Vegas, Vegas obviously knows a lot more than I do. Last thing in field goal bowls. Is TCU a good team? One of my picks this week. I'd say they find ways to win, so they're good in that regard. But I like the Vikings a little bit. You, you pull that, you put that team against like a USC or Ohio State or Georgia. I think it's getting ugly by the second quarter. But Dean, Ohio State just struggled with a really bad Northwestern team in the first half, and then Maryland. Like, I, I so, don't, I don't, I don't know. That's why I don't know if the Big Ten's that good. But so. This week for the Big Ten, I we attribute really the, be the one way. We're forgetting that too. Yeah, I, I attribute the Michigan and Ohio State games this week to them just looking looking ahead to like the real game that's next week. Because I mean, went through this is that either team could have like they could have lost that game and it would have meant nothing because the winner of next week's game is the one that goes to the title game. Mm-hmm. So really, that's it's. A, I'm glad they survived because I'm going to that game in Columbus on Saturday and eleven and zero, like Pete said, is. Much better than two ten and one teams coming in. Uh, yep, that's going to be a hype match. That's essentially the Big Ten championship. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's talk about that game real fast. Ohio State seven and a half point favorites. Probably a pretty fair line. Um, Michigan coming off their first victory in it's like 11, 10, 11 years. Um. Obviously in Columbus, Dean's Dean's half an Ohio State fan. For those of you who don't know, is Shit, his his better half <laughs> went to the Ohio State of the Ohio State University, but yeah, Dean, it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be a good game. I don't know. Oh, Ohio State 
their fans have been talking shit about this game since the clock hit zero last year mm-hmm. in Ann Arbor. Yep. Like it's it's been borderline insane. Like the, yeah, I mean, if this game is not a blowout, then all the shit that they've been talking for the last year is just yeah. null and void. I think it'll be a good game. Um, I think for Ohio State, it's too bad that you know Jackson Smith and Jigba hasn't been playing this year because otherwise, yeah. you know, you get to see them at at full strength. You know, I I, I think it's going to be a, cl- a closer game. I'm I'm still struggling with this whole seven point line because I think it's going to be a close game, kind of like the Curtis Samuel game a few years back that uh, it was like double overtime or something at Ohio State. I think it's going to be a good game. I think Michigan's going to be able to hold them down a little bit, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's a obviously it's a it's one that Ohio State, with all the shit they talk, they, they better back it up. Yeah, they you know, talked a lot to us this weekend. Yeah. Yep. That was really yep. annoying. Um, really not a lot of other huge games this weekend. Um, Notre Dame-USC is local game. Yeah. I mean, USC obviously has to win the stay in contention. Yeah. TCU plays Iowa, Iowa State, State uh, 10-point favorite. So, um. It's a survive and advance week for a lot of these teams. Just just don't pull a Tennessee and get smoked by 30 and lose your quarterback in the process. Yeah, I, I like that uh man, that hook on the Michigan line, seven and a half. Mm-hmm. You're a sucker for a hook, aren't you? Give me Michigan, baby. Like Let's the go only thing that's old that that scares me is it being in Columbus. Outside of that, I think it's gonna I'm I'm with Dean. It's gonna be a close game. I think go either yeah. way, but I think it comes down to a last second field goal or touchdown, but even if it's a touchdown, you got the hook, baby. So yep. If exactly. if Michigan does win that game, I mean Ohio State fans have to like they have to zip it for a while, right? Yeah. They gotta like yeah. It's like hey, how many years does, does Harbaugh buy yeah, on an extension if he wins that game? He gets a lifetime extension if you yeah. win that game, I think. Yeah. Um the weather until the Raiders offer him. Two hundred million for five years. Their Raiders are broke. I heard they're like very cash poor. They can't buy even buy McDaniels out. But <laughs> we'll save that for next pod. Um, Saturday high of fifty two with rain. Sounds miserable. In Columbus. Yeah. I'll, I'll take fifty two. I was expecting it to be like thirty two. I'm fifty two. Fifty percent. I'll happily be watching from my couch. Yeah, nice. I will be too. But Dean will be thinking of you, the big rigs. Um, okay, I think that was uh, I think that was a good segment on college football. Um, real quick, we did get a uh, our first Colin uh, boys. We got a um, a message. Um, another. Can we get a little sound effect, Pete? Sound effect. All right, this is John B. Um, from Milwaukee, he says, Boys, huge soccer fan here. Is soccer back? Pretty open ended question. Um, I'll start. I, I'm not a soccer fan. I watched the USA game yesterday, and like that's the epitome of why I don't want it's like you know, and I'm like, guys screaming at the clouds that soccer always ends in a tie, but it, like. It, it, a lot of times it does. So I don't know. It was. It's, I guess we were supposed to win that game, and it was a bad upset. I like people are saying like the guy Zimmerman that like slid in the box. They're like that's the worst soccer play I've ever seen. Like if you're in the box in between the balls in between the goal, you don't slide at the guy. I don't know if that makes. I, I don't know. I'm just. Yeah. I'm kind of just 
you know, saying what I but but it's a bad play. Uh, my favorite part of, of the World Cup is uh, all these closet soccer fans come out of nowhere. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. Say it. I mean, I, We're I, nice I, podcast. I grew up playing soccer. Not a fan of watching soccer. I, I do watch the World Cup, but I'm not sitting here, you know, wrapped up in my USA flag, going to the nearest soccer bar, chanting, I believe that we will win because I don't watch oh, yeah. Is that the worst chant? I think that's the corniest chant ever. I hate it. Oh my gosh! So I'll just I'll just end with this on the soccer piece. I'm definitely watching the World Cup. I think it's fun to watch. It's a cool event. I hate that it's in the winter. I think it's way more fun to watch in the summer and the dog days of summer when all you got is baseball. Um, A lot of other sports going on right now, right? So I'm good with football. I'm I'm good with you know NBA starting back up. You got the Devils just demolishing every team that's in front of them in hockey. So, yeah, I mean, World Cup's kind of on the back burner for me. I'll definitely watch the USA games, but not not waking up at 5 a.m. to catch the, the France versus Belgium game. Because there's a million tournaments. It's like we have the the con the CONCAF tournament. We have the yeah. Premier I, – I, that we have MLS. Like, yeah. there's well, two – They're, they're two different mil- leagues, Ryan. I mean – No, I know, but it's just like – it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's like one in the Rose Bowl isn't like a big deal, I guess. Uh, it's not a league. It's a game. I mean, uh, winning the Rose Bowl the Cup. What, what does that mean? Anything if the World Cup's the the end goal? I mean, yeah, my brain. I don't know. My brain's in a pretzel. I don't get I, it. I, I would associate the Rose winning the Rose Bowl more like with winning like UEFA or like see, I champ, don't, Champions League or some some shit. No, that's one of those That's like the Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I do know this early morning game, Saudi Arabia beat Argentina because that was plus 2,500. Yeah. In my brain, that's a pretty big upset. Messi. There are three goals in that game. That's a lot. Yeah. It feels like every game I've watched, they're like, yeah, these teams struggle to score. And I'm like, okay. It feels like every fucking game is teams that struggle to score. Let me ask you this. It's it's hard to score in soccer. I mean, that's like the reality of it. Like, that's why it's yeah. Yeah, yeah just, anyway. this guy's running around doing cardio for 90 minutes. Yeah. Could you make a penalty kick? Fuck no. Really? I could, no, I couldn't I, make. You definitely couldn't, right? I, I could. I, I mean, all you have to do is just like run up with your left foot, kick it with the right foot. Okay, Rick. That's what. <laughs> we're gonna, we need to get you on video trying to kick a penalty kick. Run up with the left. You got to fake him out because the goalie, they're guessing before you kick. Yeah, but it's also because these guys just kick the ball so damn hard. It's like Willow you have to guess. Them? Yeah, they do kick it really hard. I can't yeah. kick it anymore. So yeah, you would just. Um, I can't. I'm a bad soccer player. I cannot play. smoke I it over the goal, it. like yeah. most sports, Rick. But all right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Good segue. Yeah, Ron, John, John B from Milwaukee. Thanks for the. Uh, I think he's a pretty big soccer fan, but he's probably the one chanting in the bar at 5 a.m. I believe we'll, we'll win, but because yeah. he's texting the group at 5 a.m. Yeah. Hey, I don't want I don't want anyone listening to mistaken our our pride for our country here. We love him. We love America. Yeah, we're rooting Absolutely. for America. We want we want USA to, to to win at all, but the 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 closet soccer fans are not the three of us. We're not gonna right. all of a sudden. If we make it to the fight. final in the World Cup, are we gonna be those guys that? I mean, I'll go out and watch it, but I'm not going to be like freaking out, chanting with my American flag bandana. 
and my Harley Davidson jacket, you know? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's Are you, cool. Rick? I mean, I, no. I, I, I mean, I'll watch it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll definitely watch it. I think I, we love America. We'll be happy if USA does. We're rooting, actively rooting. But it's like, yeah, like Pete said, you can't just like, all right, World Cup's on now. You know, you flip the switch and like, you know, I don't know. Hey, the good news is USA won't make it to the final. They didn't even make the World yeah. Cup last year, right? Four That's not year. right. Yeah, they missed it in 18. Christian Polsek, he's the guy. I don't know. These guys all play in Europe, too. It, does, it doesn't make any sense. All right. If you, if you all want to send in call-ins or whatever, let us know. All right, boys. Uh, let's move on to picks. I think this probably was our best section last time. So uh, we'll do one. Uh, or we can. How about this? We'll preview the. We'll preview the uh, the Thanksgiving games. We got three pretty good games. We got starting with Bills in Detroit, playing there again. So I assume they're probably staying in Detroit this week. Uh, Bills minus nine and a half. The total is fifty four. Giants Cowboys gonna be a good game. That'll be our afternoon game. Uh, Dallas is picked by nine. Total is 45. And then finally, this is a good game. This is like a, maybe a loser leaves town game. Uh, Pats, Vikings uh, in Minnesota. Uh, two and a half points, Minnesota, 42 and a half. So, uh, Pete, we'll start with you. What do you give us? A, give us a winner in all these games. Maybe something you like. I think, yeah, I think you know where I'm going with this one. <laughs> I mean, if you pick. Vikings plus two, and I mean, you just called them frauds like maybe five minutes ago, and it's recorded, so I don't know. I said I don't know if they're frauds, but coming off an embarrassing game like that on Thanksgiving, they're at home. It's a late game. Versus a sorry Patriots offense. Hmm. Only scored three points last week. I think the Vikings cover two and a half. So did the Vikings only score three points last week too? Just, just yeah, fair. Perfect. All right, that's my pick. Both, both teams' offenses will will have been rested. Yes, for for being unproductive. <laughs> yeah. last week. The nice part is Kirk Cousins and the Vikings' offense got the second half off. So yep. Okay. All right, P likes Vikings minus two and a half. Dean. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of I'm wrestling with this honestly. I think uh, I think the Cowboys are coming in hot right now, and maybe it's because I was watching <laughs> sports this morning or talk show this morning. They're talking up the Cowboys. I'm just not sold on the Giants, and and it's like mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're seven and three, but like they, they got smoked by the Lions last week, and I'm just I'm not sold on them. I think like we talked about earlier, I think the Cowboys are a very dangerous team. The NFC when the Cowboys are right. I think that they could eat, they, they could win Way that back. conference. So I'd say I'm going to go Cowboys minus nine. I think that they're going to, you know, I think they're going to ride the wave that they got in Minnesota. Um, I think Micah Parsons got another big game. Uh, I was reading about this morning, and part of the reason that he was just running around doing cardio against the Packers, they had him lined up at running back. He wasn't even rushing. Rushing the passer against against the Packers, but I think they figured mm-hmm. out last week that you know, their best option on defense is is him rushing the passer. 
And I think I think they're rolling right now. Tony Pollard's playing great. Dak's playing well. That yep. defense is running around getting a lot of sacks. I think they're going to keep rolling and keep rolling against the Giants, who I just I'm just not sold on. I think the Giants are going to are going to slide a little bit in the NFC East. Okay. All right. Um, I think that was well said. Uh, all right, boys, I got a pick, and it may not be what you expect, but I think it's. I think it's pretty clear in my head that the Detroit Lions are going to beat the Buffalo Bills. I think the Detroit Lions are going to beat the Buffalo Bills. Um, they're nine and a half point dogs. And I don't know, something about Thanksgiving, Detroit, they'll be wearing really weird uniforms. The Bills have been there for a week. Um, I think that, uh, I don't know, the the Lions have won three in a row. Uh, Josh Allen's not playing his best football. So uh, I'm going to take the Detroit Lions money line um, against the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving. That's a wake up, eat your turkey. Um, I don't know. The Lions got magic, man. They got they got magic. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's my pick. We got, we got any prop bets for these games? Is any any fun fun little plays that you like as far as you know receiving yards, passing yards, anytime touchdown scores? Mm. Don't want a curveball, Pete. I'll take Dak Prescott anytime touchdown. Oh, a rushing touchdown. All right. Yeah. Or receiving. Yeah. I'd say mine will be I think Micah Parsons is gonna have multiple sacks in this game and i'm gonna to go tony pollard two touchdowns oh i like it okay all right all right um boys what was our picks from last week i know i think pete you were one one and one we had a lot of pushes last week which yeah. is really, uh Pete was one one and one with his picks um i was one and two and dean i what were you i had two pushes so you were I was oh two and oh. Oh, you only had two picks last week. Yeah, yeah. I said that I had the two Pac twelve games. That I actually, we had combined two winners with us. So, um, all right, boys, let's get some picks for this weekend. Pete, you want to start? I will start. I uh, I'll start with one we talked about earlier: Michigan plus seven and a half. Again, the only the only scare I have here is it being in Columbus. Outside of that, I think it's a good game. Um, you got touchdown and a hook. I'll take it all day in a big game. I think this game's going to be lower scoring than people think, um, especially if it's going to be raining. But I think Michigan keeps it close, if, if not wins, and covers seven and a half. Next game is the Titans. I know it's uh, potential criticism from the viewers here of a lot of hometown picks every week. But, hey, Titans plus one and a half. Playing great football, underdogs at home against Cincinnati. I know Cincinnati's playing well, but you don't think Mike Vrabel is going to be in that locker room talking about a revenge game versus these Bengals after what the Bengals did to them in the playoffs last year? Then you're mistaken. I think the Titans, big game at home, run all over this Bengals defense and, and, and beat the Bengals at home. Um, so love the Titans this week again. Just, just keep getting. The Bengals are playing their best football this season. I just think they just don't get the respect that they deserve. So, 
it's uh until they prove me wrong they just keep covering week over week over week until they prove me wrong i'm gonna ride i'm gonna ride that tennessee titans train um, then last pick i got for you guys is tcu minus 10 iowa state's a bad football team bad football team tcu at home they know they need to show the college football committee that they're worthy of being in the top four for the college football playoff they're gonna go and blow the doors off this iowa state team they were embarrassed this past week the fact that that was even a close game was embarrassing for tcu if they mm -hmm. feel like they belong they got to go win this game and win it handily i think tcu covers 10. i think they have a good week of practice and they come in and and end this game early. I think at halftime, we're talking a 21-point lead for, for the Horn Frogs. I think that's what I said yesterday, like verbatim about TCU, about Baylor, and then in the cover. But yep, they always a better football team than, than Iowa State, though. Yeah. Okay. Right. And if, I might be wrong, but I think it was at Baylor. So It was at Baylor. Yep. A lot of yeah, sad pause. Waco. A lot of sad pause. Yeah, so – TCU at home versus a worse Iowa State team. I think they I think they handle that number. Might buy it down to nine and a half just to be safe. Yeah, you I, I think we just assume you always buy the hook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pete Hook, Sammy Lanko. Yeah. Did. Okay. Vegas knows. Vegas does know. All right, Dean. All right, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with the Pac-12 because I'm just. I feel like we're gonna get some chaos. What's up with you in the Pac-12? I don't get. I mean, I'm just. I mean, I, I'm a sucker for the late night, the Pac-12 after dark. You know, football season's winding down, and we're getting into college basketball season where you've got Bill Walton doing Stanford Cal at yeah. 11:30 at night, just yeah. just rambling, but. Since it's the last week of the season and it's just rivalry games, I'm expecting some chaos here. So I'm looking at Oregon versus Oregon State. Yep. At some Oregon more. State. I'm going Oregon State plus three. Oregon State's a good team. They're they're eight and three. They're they're yeah. trying to find their way to a 10 win season. And this just has Pac 12 fucking itself up written all over it. Like Oregon has a lot to lose in this game. Oregon State mm -hmm. has has a lot to win. I think Oregon State's going to pull the upset, and we're going to start seeing the chain of events that just creates chaos for the college football playoff with the Pac-12 kind of fumbling the bag a little bit. So I got Oregon State plus three. And then moving down, I've got Notre Dame against USC. USC is given five and a half. I'm going Notre Dame plus five and a half because I, I just think it's going to be a close game. I think Notre Dame knows how to how to play kind of play defense and, and play ugly. We just saw them. Boston College is a bad team, but we just saw Notre Dame play a fucking slop fest in the snow and crush crush Boston College. USC can score a lot, but I think Notre Dame's defense is going to tie them down. I'm not saying to take Notre Dame money line, but I'm thinking this is going to be a close game that USC might have to pull it out at the end of the late touchdown drive to win and, and survive. I'm taking Notre Dame plus five and a half. And then last game of the night, Washington at Washington State. Washington, I believe, still has an outside shot at going to the Pac-12 championship game. But here in the Apple Cup, I'm going Washington, Washington State plus two. They're at home. I think 
Washington, I, I haven't been totally sold on them this year. They've really been up and down. You know, they, they had you know, a great game against Oregon uh, a couple weeks ago, but then they've also had, you know, they've had some ugly wins in there to get their way to nine and two. I think Washington State's going to take care of business in this one and take home the Apple Cup. So I got Washington State plus two in that game. And the Pac-12 is going to be a nightmare. A nightmare trying to get a, a team out of there and into the playoffs. Really, it's all hinging on on USC uh, finding their way out. But those are my three Cups. staying in the Pac-12. The Apple right. Cup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rick, what's your favorite apple, Rick? Uh, I was going to say Greensmith. Ooh, that's the only one you know. That's the only one I know. That one was acceptable, but uh, red delicious. Mm. I'm apple pie. Oh, that's not a type of apple. That's just a form of apple. <laughs> yeah. 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 Depends who you ask. But all right. Here we go. All right, Dean. I'll stick in the pack twelve with you. Um, I think I have three winners this week. I thought I had three last week. Only had one, but uh. <laughs> The Colorado Buffaloes are a are the worst team in all of football. Pee Wee High School Division Two. They are a horrible football team. Um, it's gonna be beautiful here in Colorado this weekend. Utah, the Utah Utes are coming in 29 and a half point favorites. And I'm taking every bit of that. Um, I think Colorado is has that they just cannot wait for the season to end. Um they're a bad football team. So I'm taking Utah in the points. And I am also going to move to the NFL with uh, the Cleveland Browns versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A little, a little, little fact for you both. Uh, the wedding we were just at, we were able to go on the Cleveland Browns field, take some pictures. And I definitely got a glimpse of that field. I got a glimpse of that field. Uh, and it seemed actually pretty fast. It seemed like a pretty fast field for the end of November. Um, and the Bucks can be a fast team. The Bucks can be a fast team. Uh, they're playing their best football. The Bucks are three and a half point favorites. Browns really have nothing to play for. Uh, unfortunately, sorry, Cavotos. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think the Bucks are going to cover um, in Cleveland. Um, once again, they're playing the best football. And then I'll move back to college football. Before yep. your last pick, what, do we know when Deshaun Watson's coming back? Is it next week or the week after? You can start practicing. I think he's. It's whatever week they play the Texans. This is. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I just was making sure it wasn't this week. Yeah. No, it's not this week. It is week thirteen, so that'll be Sunday, December fourth, hmm. when, ironically, Deshaun Watson will go back to Houston. I'm sure with a warm, warm welcome. All right. yeah. Sorry for interrupting you. No, it's all good. All right, and then I'm going to move back to football. Um, the biggest disappointment I think uh, that we can all agree on is Texas A&M, ranked number six preseason, uh, absolute just collapse of the season. I think they had the number one recruiting class coming in, all that talk between Jimbo and Saban. They've just absolutely collapsed down the stretch. Um, LSU comes to town with a lot to prove. Uh, if things go their way, uh, they're ten point favorites in College Station. Uh, that's a Saturday night game. Um, I don't know. I think they're going to cover. I think Texas A and M really doesn't know their head from their behind. And uh, Brian Kelly, 
he 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 wins in November. I like that pick, Rick. I almost I was stuck between that game and the TCU game for a college pick, and I think I was blows the doors off him. Yeah, the big reds, the big rigs ride together. I think the last time, maybe not the last time, they like that was like the seven OT game was. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. probably the last time we agreed on a pick too. Yeah, which means it's a winner. It's a winner. Yeah. So all the big rigs out there can pay for Thanksgiving dinner with that pick. Um, boys, I think that just wraps it up. Episode two. Uh, I thought it was good. I thought we had a good, good shower. The audio sounded a lot better this time. Yep. I hope so. Yeah. Yep. So again, thank you for all the reoccurring listeners at this point. Uh, we love you all. Uh, we hope you have a great Thanksgiving. I don't know when we might get a, I don't know if we're going to get a Thanksgiving, but uh, Dean will have his hands full in Columbus and Peel will have his hands full with some mashed potatoes. So. <laughs> uh, but that is it. We are the Big Rips.